Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato and this is qualifying day for the 2023 Italian Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And on today's episode, Carlos Sainz sends Ferrari's home crowd into raptures at Monza by pipping Max Verstappen for pole position. Ferrari's gamble on unbeatable straight-line speed looks like it's paid off, with Charles Leclerc a close third while Sergio Perez struggled down in fifth. It has the whole sport asking, does Ferrari, fourth in the Constructors' Championship, have what it takes to hand Red Bull Racing its first defeat? It's going to be a fascinating fight at the front and for the points where a morass of cars are competing for top 10 finishes, including an unlikely rookie making a big splash in his second race. To fill us in on all the detail on a famous day for Ferrari at home, it's over to your host in the paddock, Luke Smith. Ciao a tutti and welcome back to Pit Pass F1. My name is Luke Smith, Senior Formula One Writer for The Athletic, and here is your roundup after Saturday's qualifying for the Italian Grand Prix at Monza. Well, the tens of thousands of Tifosi who flocked to Monza today dreaming of Ferrari's success got exactly what they wished for. Carlos Sainz will start Sunday's Italian Grand Prix from pole position after topping a close, tense final stage of qualifying, narrowly beating Max Verstappen to top spot. Sainz entered qualifying in really good shape today. He set the pace on Friday in FP2 and continued to lead the timesheets in final practice. Ferrari teammate Charles Leclerc had even followed Sainz's lead on his setup in an attempt to try and get more out of the SF23 car. And Leclerc noticed in FP3 that it immediately offered him a step forward that simply wasn't there on Friday. Still, even with Ferrari looking pretty good and having a glimmer of hope going into qualifying, the expectation among pretty much everybody was that when it really mattered, Red Bull would still take enough of a step forward for Verstappen to clinch pole position once again. And it very nearly panned out that way. Science held provisional pole after the opening runs in Q3, but Verstappen managed to eke out a little bit more lap time with his final effort to move up to P1, leapfrogging Leclerc who had already crossed the line, and put the Ferrari dreams of pole on ice for just a few seconds. But as Sainz came through the final corner, Parabolica or Alboreta, whatever you want to call it now, he crossed the line and the noise of the Tifosi really said it all. I was standing out in the paddock waiting for the drivers to come and do their media interviews after the session and the cheers that went up, it absolutely drowned out the regular din of the paddock, people moving around, chatting, things like that. Honestly, the noise was just really something very, very spectacular. The timesheets had gone purple and it was pole position for Carlos Sainz. Now, Sainz knew the lap was quick. He was on the radio right away to his engineer going, tell me we have it, tell me we have it. And he had it by 0.013 seconds, a tiny, tiny margin, the kind we kind of expect around Monza. It's always a really fine, tight separation between the leading cars. And it was pole position for him though. 
it was not without a scare. It's Ferrari. There's always some kind of caveat to any success nowadays. It seems like both Sainz and the clerk, who qualified third on the grid, were placed under investigation for potentially going too slow on an outlap and not following the race director's instruction of a maximum delta lap time. This was designed to stop the cars bunching up and playing any games to try and make sure they were the last ones over the line and not give others a toe. But both drivers were eventually cleared after the session and no further action was taken. Now this was because it was accepted by the race director that in some situations it was actually safer for drivers to go even slower and breach that maximum lap time delta. It's exactly what happened with Sainz and Leclerc, meaning they were cleared and their results stood firm. It was Sainz's first pole position of the season and the fourth of his career, the third of which has been claimed by topping qualifying, given he inherited pole from Verstappen at Spa last year. But out of all of them, this was by far the most special result for him. After Sainz hopped out of his car in Parc Ferme and came through to the main straight to complete his post-qualifying interviews, you could really see the moment soaking in for him, the Ferrari fans chanting and cheering. He's got that classic race suit on this weekend as well. And it's rather fitting because he now does go down in Ferrari history. A Ferrari driver on pole at Monza is a very special thing. In fact, he's the 16th Ferrari driver to score pole at Monza, following the likes of Ascari, Fangio, Surtees, X, Lauda, Schumacher, the list goes on. It is the real legends of the Ferrari team and a very special moment indeed for Sainz. And it did get me thinking, maybe a little bit cynically, that even if Sainz can't convert pole position into the win tomorrow, and even if his time at Ferrari, no matter how long it goes on for, doesn't end with the kind of glory that he really, really dreams of and craves as any F1 driver does, then this is always a result that he will cherish, and rightly so. No one can ever take this moment away from him, being on pole at Monza as a Ferrari driver. To race for Ferrari, it's a real honor, something very special, something lots of drivers dream of, but very few actually get to accomplish. But to succeed for Ferrari and soak up all of that adoration from the Tifosi, that's even more important. Sainz spoke afterwards that he never saw the added spotlight as increasing the pressure on him but he instead accepted it as being a responsibility, a privilege even, that he and Leclerc have got the hopes of a nation resting on their shoulders. And we did see that actually leaving the circuit tonight when Sainz came past our car, accompanied by a police escort, and there was a group of fans running after him trying to get selfies and pictures of their new hero. Pole position for Sainz at Monza, what a day for him. But what chance does Sainz actually have of converting that pole position into victory on Sunday? Well, this is where the reality does kick in a little bit. The trend throughout this season is that Red Bull has been very good on a Saturday, topping qualifying in 11 of the 14 races, but then it becomes unbeatable on a Sunday. The RB19 car definitely fares better over those longer distances, meaning Verstappen does remain the heavy favourite going into the race from P2 on the grid. Sainz acknowledged the Red Bull car has been faster everywhere this season, but said he is going into the race with the mindset of wanting to take the fight to Verstappen and see what opportunities might fall his way. And it struck me as being a slightly different way of thinking compared to Charles Leclerc when he started on pole at Spa last month, inherited again after Verstappen's penalty. And Leclerc pretty much immediately anticipated that it wouldn't be possible to beat either of the Red Bull cars. Of course, he was right. Both Perez and Verstappen picked him off within a few laps, leaving him to settle for third place in the end. So going off Spa, another low downforce circuit, what hope is there that things might be a bit different for Ferrari with Sainz at Monza? Well, one thing to bear in mind is that the strength of the Ferrari this weekend has been the straights compared to Red Bull in particular. 
Say Verstappen holds on to second behind Sainz in the opening stages, you'd then expect him to get DRS, a really powerful asset on the Red Bull car this year, and then go flying past and disappear into the distance. Well, the power of DRS this week is actually slightly reduced, given all of the teams are running those really skinny wings required, of course, at Monza. That makes DRS less impactful than usual, so that could help Sainz stay ahead. And the other track characteristic that should play to Ferrari's advantage is the low levels of tyre degradation, something that's been an Achilles heel for Ferrari for the best part of two years now, ever since these new regulations were introduced. Also bear in mind that it is in a two-on-one situation at the front, with Leclerc third. Perez is down in fifth, obviously that might shift a little bit at the start, but if Leclerc can hold on to Sainz and Verstappen, Ferrari could make the numbers game work in its favour. And what about this Monza curse? It's become a thing on social media, as so many things tend to be in Formula 1 nowadays, but fans have been quick to point out the fact that in the past three Italian Grand Prix, the previous race winner has failed to finish. Charles Leclerc won in 2019 and retired in 2020. That race was won by Pierre Gasly, who retired in 2021. Then Daniel Ricciardo won in 2021, and he retired from the race in 2022. So it is up to Verstappen to try and break that curse after winning last year's race. Of course, if one believes in such things, which I'm quite sure Max Verstappen does not. He will be P2 on the grid, and finishing second isn't really a very Max Verstappen way of life, let's face it. It meant he wasn't quite as loquacious as usual after qualifying, as it tends to be the case when he's not P1, but he does remain confident in the pace of his Red Bull card going into Sunday's race. Now remember, and I'm sure we've talked about this endlessly in the media, I think even myself on the past two episodes this week, but victory at Monza of course would be Verstappen's 10th consecutive victory, a new F1 record and a really huge landmark for him to reach. So what about behind Sainz and Verstappen on the front row of the grid? Well, Leclerc ended up third after taking a decent step forward from Friday, aided in part of course by Sainz's setup. And he'll be joined on the second row by George Russell, who qualified a brilliant fourth for Mercedes, outstripping both his and Toto Wolff's expectations. Toto talked about Mercedes' struggles on the lower downforce tracks this season. He said, look at Baku, look at Spa. The team wasn't really anywhere. And deliberately, Mercedes opted to alter its setup to favour the race more than qualifying, expecting it would be a difficult day. So P4 really has outstripped all of their expectations. I had a chance to chat with George after qualifying, and he talked about the change in approach he has taken since the summer break. He said that he's gone back to basics with a lot of things and focused on little areas such as tyre preparation, knowing their importance, and adapted a bit how he's working with his engineers. Now, Wolf didn't seem that convinced at Zandvoort that Russell had lost his way as much as George had made out at points earlier in the year, but George did explain it quite well today. He said before, he might have gone into qualifying thinking, you know what, I could get pole position here pushed too hard, put the car in the gravel, and ended up further down the order. But his new mindset sees him accept that he won't be getting pole, but instead thinking, look, just maximize what the car can do, don't go all or nothing, don't push too much, and then end up making a mistake. And that actually has allowed him to maximize the result a little bit better. Fourth was the most Mercedes could do today, and it was a really great lap by George to get him ahead of Sergio Perez in the Red Bull, who will start fifth, and put him four spots ahead of Lewis Hamilton, who will start way down in 8th place on Sunday. Now another driver who was quietly happy with his day was George Russell's good friend Alex Albon, who qualified 6th for Williams. 
There were moments when he popped up in first and second place on the timesheets through qualifying. He really did excel on hard tyre runs in Q1, of course, mandated by the alternative tyre allocation format, something that a few of the drivers mm, still aren't very happy about, still don't see as being a particular benefit for F1, particularly in the reduction of practice running it has, impacting the fans. Anyway, from sixth on the grid, there is a really good chance for Albon to rack up some solid points for Williams. I think even a chance to maybe pretty much secure seventh in the championship, given how little the likes of Alfa Romeo, Haas and Alfa Tauri are scoring at present rates. For Albon as well, it'll also give him a nice chance to make up for missing last year's race at Monza, of course, when he had appendicitis and had to step aside from the cockpit. Now, a final qualifying shout out does need to go to Liam Lawson who in only his second qualifying session in F1 managed to put it 12th place on the grid, only one spot behind Yuki Tsunoda. Even more impressive perhaps was Lawson's belief that he actually left enough time on the table to have made it through to Q3. Now we know that he doesn't waste any time adjusting to his cars, he won on debut in F2, in DTM, in Super Formula, but even by his standards it's been a really quick progression and I think a really good chance for him to stake a claim and say look, I should be getting an F1 shot at some point in the future. Anyway, that is a wrap for Saturday at Monza. It's been a really exciting day, I think. I think that Ferrari pole has really galvanized everyone. It's got everyone thinking, what could we see happen in the race tomorrow? Of course, Verstappen is still the heavy favorite. He goes in for a potentially historic 10th consecutive victory in the race. But if Science or Leclerc could upstage him, give Ferrari fans that win they so, so dream of, then it would be such a big moment for the team. And given the present status of F1 with a team sweeping the season like Red Bull, I think it would actually be quite a cool story for the sport as a whole. But of course, Verstappen and Red Bull will be doing everything they can to make sure the streak keeps on going. I will talk to you tomorrow after the Italian Grand Prix at Monza. Thanks very much to Luke, who's in the Monza paddock all weekend, soaking up what's always an incredible atmosphere. Make sure you don't miss an episode for the Italian Grand Prix by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. You can also keep up to date with goings-on between episodes by following Luke on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Aminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.